Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Hegener Homestead podcast. Uh, I said that kind of weird, but whatever. Um, Today is Saturday, February 4th, 2023. It is ridiculously cold. Uh, We are having an Arctic chill um, or deep freeze and... um, we didn't really get eased into this, so it feels especially cold. I mean, it's always cold when it's, you know, 20 below, but, um, I get different numbers from my vehicle than I do from my phone app, so, um, well, this morning when I got up and I checked the temperature, it said negative 21. Um, now in my car it says negative 15, but I mean, temperature could have gone up a little bit because it's a little later in the day. Um, still early morning right now, but, uh, yeah, so we have high winds, so the, the wind chill, uh, lowers the temperature even more to what, like, how it actually feels. Um, thankfully the wind's not constant, but, um, you know, we can have fallen trees, fallen limbs, broken power lines, all that fun stuff, things blowing around, and it's just all around cold, so it's a little bit miserable to be outside. Even inside, it's hard to keep it warm. Um, we do not have a fireplace or a wood stove or anything like that, so we just have our um, oil heating. And uh, I don't think our house has insulated the best, but I mean, we're staying pretty comfortable in the house. It's not that cold, but it's still like it just feels cold. You feel it in your bones, even even when you're inside. (laughs) Um, so, um, the animals, I've been giving them sunflower seeds and, uh, giving the chickens extra mealworms along with extra feed so they can eat as much as they want and get some extra fat and protein, um, to help them stay warm. I'm keeping them locked up in their coops, um, in like the coop and run system that we have. So they're not out and about in the carport. It's just too cold and I don't want them, you know, getting out and freezing to the the driveway or something because our driveway is icy. Um, or, you know, getting lost out there and being too cold or, or whatever, you know, um, so keeping them all secured inside, um, their runs are not wrapped with plastic, but we have a carport over all the animals, so the chickens and the rabbits, uh, the carport did have some damage this morning, um, the back part, um, the like door loop is sagging at the top so uh, that's not good (laughs) Um, 
cut like a large slit in the back panel for ventilation and stuff and kind of wish that he hadn't made it so big. My husband did it. Um, but we've been keeping the front door zipped all the way down and I've only unzipped it a little bit. The zipper is like really bad. It's, it's buckling in a couple places so it, it sticks. So I'm only going to like the first part where it sticks to get in and out right now because it's so cold. Um, and then when I'm leaving, I'm zipping it all the way down, closing it up. So, uh, there's still plenty of ventilation from the back, but, um, you know, it's, it's not as much as if we left the door, doors open or whatever. Um, so... <clears throat> Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about abundance versus scarcity mindset or poverty mindset. Um, this is, this is something I've been working on a lot for myself personally. Um, you know, I'm trying to, to drop a little bit here and there for my husband because he definitely struggles with the like, scarcity, poverty mindset a lot more than I ever did, but, um, you know, I can't control him or change him or anything, and that's not what I'm trying to do, so I'm focusing on myself and, and just trying to put myself in a better spot, um, and I think I'm already seeing some results from that, um, like, with the spinning wheel, you know, getting that spinning wheel, um, yeah, it could just be chance or something, but I don't know, I think, I, I kind of feel like I was meant to have that spinning wheel, just, like, because it was the same year that I was born and, and all this stuff, and it's local, and I'm really trying to focus on, um, doing things more locally and everything, so I'm sorry if that kind of impedes things if you're listening from far away. Um, I do want to look into, like, Amazon affiliate thing. I don't really like Amazon, but with, you know, trying to change my mindset and, um, trying to gain the system and think things better, uh, so that I can be more prosperous and start to build some wealth and stuff, or rather, um, just get out of debt slavery <laughs> at this point. That's my first goal. <laughs> That's the first, first stepping stone. Um, Um, I was thinking about Amazon the other day, and, like, yeah, I might not agree with everything, like, the overarching agenda of the company and stuff like that, but I think that they have a very important place, kind of same thing with YouTube, um, <clears throat> and Facebook and stuff, 
you know, if you use them properly, um, you don't have to worry so much about, you know, getting shut down or whatever. Now, like, sometimes they, like YouTube, for example, I've heard, um, that if you're not selling fear and stuff, then a lot of your videos get kind of sidelined, um, compared to other people that are just pushing fear all the time. You know, the next conspiracy and, oh my gosh, the government's out to get you and all this stuff, like, quite frankly, it's like, well, yeah, they are, but we should be focused on improving our lives and what we can do to be more resilient and more prosperous, not just focusing on the bad stuff all the time. Um, it's good to be aware of what's going on, but when you focus on all the negative and everything that's wrong in the world, you get burned out and you get hopeless. Um, so there's still a lot of things that make me hopeful in life. Um, a lot of the, like, good work that people are doing and people are still able to pull themselves out and, and live a better life. Um, but it's not, not really easy. I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it is hard because you have to change how you think. And I am a person that has gone through a lot of change in how I think, uh, especially with regards to religion and stuff and kind of like tearing down my whole worldview that I grew up with and rebuilding that through, you know, just being honest with what makes sense to me and what I can see in the world and everything like that. So. I've gone through some of this before with different things and I'm hoping that that will, you know, just enable me to get through this a little easier. Um, I'm not so stuck in my ways that I will just reject something new and be like, no, this is how I've always lived and like, <laughs> you know. And even with, like, the religious stuff, I'm still, like, growing in that, you know? Um, for a while, I was really angry. Really, really, really angry with religion, with politics and everything. And, um, I've had to do a lot of introspection and realize, you know this is not helping me, for one, <laughs> and, and I can't change anything that's going on, like, there's nothing I can do to change, you know, what the church at large is doing, or what they've done in the past, um, anything like that, uh, I can only work on myself and change my own life, um, and stuff, so, there's a lot of 
lot of deep diving into yourself and looking within um in uh, I can't think of what it's called anyways um so yeah um I did not grow up like super poverty mindset but there's a little bit in there and actually we just talked to my dad last night and my mom a little bit um they were, we were mostly talking to my dad, but my mom was there, so, um, and, you know, my husband said something about, oh, yeah, you know, like, we're finally getting a good income and stuff, and it just doesn't even matter because the cost of living just keeps going up and up and up, and so it, it's like, it doesn't even matter that we're making more money. It's it's like we're making minimum wage and barely getting by again. Um, and my dad was like, yeah, you know, the system's rigged against us and, and there's nothing we can do about it and stuff like that. And that kind of surprised me a little bit coming from my dad because um, I didn't didn't get as much of that perspective, um, from him growing up, um, and I mean, there is some truth to it, the system is rigged against the middle class and the lower class, um, but it's not for the reasons that you think it is, or, you know, if you're coming from this poverty mindset, um, there's, there's hope, like, there's ways to get around it, and, and I think that is the most important thing, like, you know, if you think about it, like, yeah, if, if we have to pay taxes, then it makes sense that it would kind of be, like, I think it just makes sense to have it as, like, a low percentage of your income, like, 2 to 5 percent or something like that. Like, that would be nice if we could just do that, you know, less than a tithe <laughs> in, in traditional terms. Um, yes, I grew up in the church. So, anyways, um... And if you don't know, like, tithe is generally 10%, but, um, I'd be cool if it was less than that, that we had to pay in taxes, but I think it's more. Um, but I think because, you know, the people at large have been like, oh my gosh, the rich need to pay more, the rich need to pay more, and then the rich are like, well, I'm following the tax code and everything, and I can get all these deductions and, and all this stuff, um, that, like, you don't know about because you haven't even looked into it, and 
maybe you don't even know that's a thing. Um, and so, you know, there's still a burden and, and the middle class and the low class get hit the most. Um, but if you're smart about things and you learn, like, how to, how to start a business and be able to be productive and profitable and write things off, like, you can, you can gain the system as well. And then less of us are losers, you know, it still sucks to pay taxes, but, um, you're not going to get out of everything or anything like that, but you can pay less and the less money that we can give to the government, the better. So I think, I think everybody should do that. Um, and like, I know not everybody is interested in doing a business and whatever, but I think that it's, if you have at least like one person in your family that wants to do a business, then, then try to work through that. Like my husband's not interested in it and there's so much potential that I see in him to, to do stuff that could make him happier, but he's stuck right now and um, like, he loves teaching people, and he loves photography, he loves going out in the White Mountains, and taking pictures, and meeting people on the trail. If he did guided tours that focused on photography, or even just, like, sightseeing or something, like, doesn't have to necessarily bring his setup or whatever, but I think that would be, that would be better, like, doing, uh, photography-centered guides in the White Mountains or in local areas, um, and he could do that, like, start off with Airbnb if he wants, and, and do, like, their, their tour thing, um, use that as a stepping stone, or, you know, just advertise in the town, or, or something like that, and I think if he did that, he would get a lot of enjoyment out of it, and, um, you know, get his nature time in, which is extremely helpful for him, um, and also bring in some money, you know? Like, that's one small thing, just off the top of my head, that I think would be, like, a huge bang for a buck, so to speak, you know? Um, I think that would have probably the biggest impact for him, but, you know, I can't force him to do anything, so if he listens to this, like, that's what I think you should do, but I can't force you. <laughs> um, and, and he's not ready for it right now. So, you know, I'm not gonna harangue him or anything, and I, I doubt that he'll listen to this, but, um, 
But yeah, so, so right now, you know, I can only change myself and I can only, like, make myself do things. So that's what I'm focusing on. I'm trying not to, like, think about his situation too much and just worry about what I can do. Um, so, um, if you guys are local to New Hampshire, (laughs) um, and you garden, I am doing plant starts, and I would rather do, like, larger orders, so you could have your whole garden delivered to you, well, almost your whole garden, there's some things that are better, like, directly sewn, so I won't be doing that stuff, but, um, anything else that can be transplanted, um, easily, I am doing plant starts, and I can deliver them to your house, so if you live in New Hampshire, I'm willing to travel some, um, and I have limited space, because I don't have, like, a huge growing area, um, during the winter, but, I'm planning on doing, like, two different batches, uh, so starting with the, the cooler, hardy plants, and then, um, delivering those, and then doing a second batch of, of, like, the warm weather crops, um, so that you can get a head start on the garden, um, I, I don't know, I think this year I'm not gonna push things out as early, like, last year, I was pushing stuff in, in March, (laughs) um, because the ground was bare, and, like, it was cold, but, you know, um, I don't think I'm gonna start that early, um, or was it, actually, I guess it was April, yeah, it was the beginning of April that I went to Danbury, and it was too soon, so I'm thinking, like, the end of April, getting the, the cooler weather plants in the ground, and, um, waiting until the end of May for the warm weather stuff. Usually after Memorial Day around here is a good, um, good time to get those plants in. So, um, so yeah, um, if you are interested, let me know. You can contact me, um, via text or send me a a message, private message on Facebook at Hagener Homestead um and yeah, and I will deliver them right to your house, you don't even have to waste time looking at like the garden centers or uh, different nurseries or whatever. I mean, if there's other stuff that you want that I don't have, then by all means, um, look for those, but sometimes we, our time is precious, and trying to be more mindful with my time as well, so, um, yeah, uh, so, Um, I should probably actually 
think about starting, well, no, I think, so the, the plant starts that I'm doing, I'll just continue on this a little bit, um, expound on it a little, uh, I have soil blocks, so, or soil blockers, uh, to make soil blocks with, and I only have the two inch ones, like the mini ones and the two inch ones, so that's what I would be delivering. Uh, to you is the two inch blocks. So the plants aren't going to be huge, but, um, I think it's a better way to, if you are going to start them inside or in a greenhouse or whatever, um, I don't have a greenhouse yet, but hopefully I can get something, um, soon. Um, so, I would actually, like, really love to turn our little tiny deck into a greenhouse. Um, it's attached to the kitchen. Um, but I don't know how that would work. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so... So the soil blocks, um, I really like the soil blocks, um, I feel like a lot of people think they're kind of gimmicky or something, but, um, I think they did really well, um, so the whole idea with soil blocks is you have better root systems because the roots don't get, um, pot bound, like when you have plants growing for a while in a small pot, the roots just get tangled up because they hit the side of the, the wall and they curl in and they keep going around and around and you've got like this huge mess of roots and they don't really go out into the soil as well. But with a soil block you have a nice firm structure for the roots to dive into um, and get a strong footing, and when they get to the edge, they get air pruned, so, um, they meet the air, and they naturally stop growing. You can get a little bit of overgrowth on the bottom, but it's not, not anything that's ridiculous, or, you know, all twirled up, and, and knotted, and stuff, um, so, um, but they're, you know, easy to take care of, uh, if you can't get them in the ground right away, uh, just keep them in the tray and just give them a little water. Um, they're easy to bottom water, so they can soak up the moisture, um, and the roots will just soak it up, um, so that's very easy, and you don't need to water them too much, <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so once you put it in the ground, like, the ground's going to be wet and you water it in, and those roots will be like, oh, it's not air anymore, like, I have ground to move through, and they can just shoot out of the soil block and continue growing. 
um, but they have that firm structure to start out from because I mean some people have like super fluffy soils or if you're doing it in a raised bed um, it's much fluffier than if you're doing it in ground um, but especially like if you're doing no dig or no till or, or something like that your soils um, you want to have some structure to your soil and so you know have starting from a soil block is more similar to your native soil um, so it's it's not great for root crops or anything like that because they want to expand and if it's too compacted then they can't bulge out as much um, so I don't don't start uh, root crops in there except for beets because beets mainly grow above ground so you can do beets in those um, you could probably do radishes but radishes are just easy easy to do outside so um, for me beets take a lot longer um, some things just take way longer than the packet says for me and I do need to I want to till up a part of my garden this year um, just for root crops because like carrots always take a long time and onions I haven't had good luck with onions and I want to do garlic this year and and shallots so anyways uh, if you are interested in getting most of your garden delivered to you and you live in New Hampshire then let me know and if you don't live directly in New Hampshire but you live nearby um, in like one of the neighboring states so Maine Massachusetts or Vermont and like you're not 10 hours away <laughs> or something um, might be able to work something out with that too um, but yeah I'm charging three dollars a block again uh, so keeping my prices from last year I'm doing that because um, I basically paid for the soil blockers last year um, so, um, I, I want to keep things as affordable as possible, <clears throat> and I'm sure that, like, kind of similar plants at the store will, will go up in price again, um, you know, when those start rolling out. So, anyways, um, but abundance versus scarcity. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. So, so what is, what is scarcity mindset or poverty mindset? This is like, um, when you have very much like a us versus them kind of attitude, like the rich versus the poor, and you're on the losing side. And it must be nice to be rich and get everything you want and all this stuff. Um, you 
think that there's a shortage of money because you don't have much and not everybody can be rich because we can't all do what rich people do and um, there's just you know it just wouldn't work for everybody there's not enough money to go around that's that's what you think when you have a, a scarcity mindset an abundance mindset sees like well people are buying all the stuff all the time anyways and if I can make a good product um, have a good service or whatever like there's enough money to go around for everybody and if we're all producing things and if there's ever an actual shortage of currency we can barter for things again like I think bartering is like the coolest shit ever <laughs> um I love bartering I think it's the best um you don't involve the government at all it's just hey you have what I want and I have what you want and we can just trade this thing um so I think the more bartering we do and I I mean I don't know if I mean the government just keeps printing money so it's worth less but there's no shortage of money you know um but if we change our attitude and you know maybe maybe money turns out to be worthless to us um for some reason you know when things are times are hard and stuff people turn to cash and it's like that's probably the worst thing to do um when you have like a recession or, or depression or something because that form of currency becomes more and more useless so but everybody wants it for some reason and, and I don't really get that but um so if we start thinking more long term and we realize that there's no shortage of money um, and we can trade for things like yes we still have bills and whatever but uh, the majority of stuff um, if we don't have to pay for it with money like that is the best um, so that's why I'm like really excited about working with this farm right now because they're not paying me in money um but in things that I consider more valuable like meat <laughs> uh, potentially and animals so um yeah I'm I look forward to it I honestly do so anyways um so yeah, I've been trying to change my attitude and my mind, my worldview about this stuff. And again, like I didn't, I didn't grow up 
in a really bad neighborhood and um, like barely scraping by. I didn't go hungry or anything unless by choice because <laughs> I didn't want to eat the food. Um, you know, I was very blessed as a child and my parents did an excellent job of providing for us and, and everything. Um, my mom struggled with it a lot more. Um, she overcompensated with food because she grew up where, like, she was no stranger to going hungry. Um, you know, sometimes they, they didn't have enough food. And so she grew up in a very different, different world, to be honest, um, different country, different culture, different time. And, and so, you know, she, she didn't want us to, to deal with that, um, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful to my parents for the job that they did raising my sister and I, um, I think they did an excellent job and, you know, some things could be better. Like, I didn't learn what rich kids learn and how to handle money and stuff like that, but I had a, a relatively solid base. Like, you know, you should try to save money. Um, and, you know, obviously there was the whole tithing thing, but now that I've gone away from that, thinking like, well, it's probably a good idea to put 10% in savings. Um, am I doing that right now? No, because we're so far in debt. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, can we do that? Um, but right now my biggest concern is getting out of debt um, as quickly as possible, trying to do that, but, you know, we still have bills to pay and other things, and, like, we do need to buy food every now and then, like, I try to keep the grocery bill as low as possible, but, uh, the prices keep going up and up, so that's a little, a little challenging, um, you know, I've been trying to buy less and just, like, more raw materials, and it just, it costs as much as it did for me to get the regular stuff before. So, anyways, um, from like a middle ground I'm not starting at the bottom but it's still difficult to change the way that you think about money and I've, I've listened through Rich Dad Poor Dad once um, and there's some stuff that I missed 
and some things that kind of didn't sink in yet, so I need to listen to that again. Um, but there's, that's helped to really start turning the wheels. Um, I don't have time to like sit down and read anymore. Um, but I just, I like listening to things. So try to keep my mind active while I'm working and driving to and from work and stuff. So I have a lot of time to listen. I don't have a lot of time to read. So, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've changed who I listen to as well. Like what personalities or influencers or whatever you want to call them on podcasts and YouTube and stuff. I've changed who I'm following. Not that the the people that I used to watch all the time and listen to a lot are bad, but I need a more positive framework to go from right now and and focusing on political things and stuff is not helping me. So um, like, I cut that stuff out a while ago, um, because I, I just, I kept getting angry, and angry, and angry, and angry, and, um, that's just not where I want to be, you know, I don't like being angry, <laughs> um, I'm grumpy enough with hormones, <laughs> um, you know, I don't need to spend my days all wrapped up and worked up about stuff that I can't control, um, and it doesn't change anything that I'm angry, so I might as well focus on what I can, you know, control in my life, and, and work on being happier, you know, so, focusing on my homestead because being in the garden and taking care of my animals, like, that's my happy place. Um, and, um, focusing on the food so I can provide for my family, um, that is much more meaningful to me than all this other stuff, so, um, you know, it's, I've been taking baby steps so far, and now I'm trying to, like, work on the philosophy side a little bit more, and really change my mindset, um, so, like, why am I doing this, you know, it's not just for better health and all this stuff, like, um, there's multiple reasons, and I just want better quality of life, I don't want to be a debt slave, and I want to live life as free as I possibly can, so, um, just want to check something real 
at work now, so I'm actually gonna pause this episode right now, and I will pick back when I am done with work and on my way home. Alright, so this might be a little bit of a longer episode, we'll see, but I will pick it back up in a couple hours. (laughs) Um, Hopefully I don't freeze. So I'm done with work now, Um, just wanted to continue on this discussion. Uh, So another part of like abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset is um, when you come across somebody who is successful, and especially if if they're doing what you want to be doing, or you know maybe their their success has taken kind of a different path, but, um, somebody who's more successful than you are, or at least you perceive them to be that way, and, um, so if you have an abundance mindset, then you'll be like, wow, that's great, I'm so glad that you were able to do this, and that you're doing well, and you're able to support yourself, or, you know, whatever it is, um, whether they are a business person and they have their own business or, um, or what. So, but if you have a poverty mindset or scarcity mindset, then you just think, well, that must be nice or, or something, you know, like you're jealous of them and, uh, bitter instead of, being like, wow, how did you, how did you do that? How did you get to where you are now? Um, you know, so I think, I think that part is easy for me. Cause like, I don't, I don't wish ill on people. Um, the lady that I got my spinning wheel from she actually, she told me that she is, um, able to stay home, and she is a distributor for Shaft, which is a a brand of spinning wheels and equipment, um, and she's got her sheep, and has fiber, and, and all this stuff, and, um, I'm friends with her on Facebook now, (laughs) and she has, like, a beautiful room that has, uh, a couple spinning wheels and a loom and some other things, and I guess she homeschooled her kids and stuff, um, and maybe some other people, I don't know, maybe they did, like, a prendipod or, or something like that, um, or just did group homeschooling, um, because one of the comments was like, oh, I have great homeschool memories in there, and I don't know that it was her child, so, um, but it, it's a beautiful room, and, you know, and when she told me that she was able to stay home and stuff, I was like, that's awesome, you know, I'm so happy for her, and obviously she's, well, not obviously, I guess, but, uh, she is older than me, um, 
you know, uh, I'm assuming she's a mom, uh, but, you know, I think her kids are grown now and, and everything, um, she's not old, but, you know, she's, she's been through more life than I have, and she's been able to get to the point where she can stay home and do what she loves, and I think that's amazing, and she has this wonderful space to do her, her craft, and, um, teach others, and, and all that, so, um, you know, I think that's really awesome and wonderful. Uh, somebody else who's not, either not working on their personal development in this way, or, um, just not aware, they might be like, well, like, guess the stars aligned for you, and they haven't done that for me, and all this stuff, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's not a healthy mindset to have, like, all those thoughts, it's just poison for your mind, for your body, um, I definitely believe that there's a connection between mind and body, and that our thoughts can control, or at least influence, the state of our health, um, you know, not just, like, what, what you typically think of with mental health, like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, so anxious all the time, or I'm really depressed, or whatever, but, like, the way that you think has an effect on your body, and so, you know, I'm trying not to focus on all the negative things, I wish people well, I am glad for their successes, because I don't think that success is, uh, something that is scarce, like, only a few people can find it, you know? I don't believe that for a second, I think there's plenty of money to go around, plenty of assets and other types of resources that are available and, um, in abundance, and, um, the more, I think everybody should work to have abundance, you know, like, use what you have, but it's much easier to be generous when you have an abundance, um, when you have enough or more than you need, um, it's much easier to give at that point, and, you know, um, it's definitely debatable whether you should give if you don't have enough for yourself, like, um, I don't think that you should, you know, make yourself homeless to home somebody else, that sort of thing, I think that's kind of ridiculous, um, but, you know, sometimes, in some situations, we give a little bit more than, 
maybe it's wise or something, but we we can get uh, more from that, you know. And it's it's not guaranteed or anything like that, but um, I don't know. I just think like the more good you do, the better quality life that you'll have whether that's strictly internal and and it's just like you know you feel better about yourself and you've helped somebody else and, and stuff like that or whether that has like physical manifestations and and tangible things that that come back to you um that good karma type of thing. So, anyways, um, so yeah, I've just been trying to really work on this. Um, I sent a message to my husband and my dad today to ask them for, um, honest feedback, and, um, I want to dedicate February to work on myself and improve myself. Uh, so I asked them because I figured they they probably like my family and my husband probably know me the best out of anybody. Um, so I asked for their honest opinion on like what they think my shortcomings are and um, things that I should work on. Um, to improve myself and be a better person. So I haven't got an answer yet. Um, and I told my dad, like, he can open it up to my mom and my sister as well. I'm sure my sister will have some honest words for me. Um, I'm, you know, my mom's probably just gonna be like, you need to trust in God. <laughs> um, but... I'm pretty good at disseminating information and, like, finding ways that things like that can apply to me, um, because that's, I kind of grew up that way, like, uh, for example, like, any movie or anything like that, like, we couldn't just watch a movie, we had to, like, oh, this symbolism and stuff, like, they're actually like, this is kind of symbolizing God, and, and this is a good movie, because it's got these good themes in it, and all this stuff, and so we, like, constantly, um, tried to, like, fit our world view into things, uh, which, you know, that's, it's maybe not the best thing, but, it has its advantages, and one thing is, like, I can take statements that I disagree with, like, you need to trust in God, and be like, well, um, what you're really saying is that I'm very independent, and, um, I should learn to work with others better, and, you know, kind of ask for help when I need help. Um, that sort of thing. So, you know, 
My mom hasn't said that. Well, she's said it before, but she hasn't said it this time for this specific thing. I'm just guessing that that's probably what she would say um, if I asked her, like, oh, what do you think my biggest flaw is? Or what do you, what do you think I should work on the most? And <laughs> be like, you're not trusting God. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. She might come up with something else, but... Uh, so hopefully I do get answers from them. Um, I think my husband is pretty good with, you know, being honest and upfront with me and stuff. So I think I should get an answer from him. Um, you know, we're not, we don't like tiptoe around each other too much. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we do, but um, I think we are pretty open with each other for the most part, and so, um, I know, like, when I did drawing and stuff a lot more, um, he would give me his honest opinion about things and really helped, helped me, like, refine stuff, um, he'd be like, oh, I think this should be more symmetrical, and maybe you should play around with the placement of this, your, like, composition, um, move it around so that it's more eye-catching and, and stuff like that, so, um, maybe that's just because it was just art, and so he's kind of more familiar with that sort of thing, but, um, I think I can get, a, an honest opinion from him, and, you know, I'm not not doing this to be like, oh, you're mean to me, blah, 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 I can't do anything right, or anything like that, like, I want an honest opinion, and, like, I don't think people should ask for opinions, or, um, you know, advice, or, or something, if they're not willing to actually work on it, um, But I want to work on myself. I want to be better. Um, you know, I think I'm a relatively balanced person. And, um, and pretty hardworking. But there's a lot of things that, like, I'm aware of that I need to work on myself. Um, I have a hard time like, focusing on stuff, unless I'm in the groove to do it, you know, um, like, I've been trying to get this room cleared up, um, our spare room, because we have a ton of shit in there, and, uh, it's, like, a, a non, unusable room, basically, and we just have tons of shit in there, and it's really annoying me, um, so I've been, like, I've had two days where I, like, picked at it, well, actually, I think three days, um, so I kind of organized the closet a little bit more, my closet, well, there's only one closet in the room, but, um, a lot of the stuff is my husband's, so, there's only so much I can do with it, 
but I moved all the wine stuff out of, well, all the empty bottles out of the room, um, to clear up that space, and kind of reorganized his stuff a little bit, but there's still a lot in there. Um, I still can't, you know, sit at my sewing table or anything, and... I can only imagine how dusty my sewing machine is because I didn't cover it or anything. Um, and the other one has been uh, really finicky. So I've actually got three sewing machines right now. Um, I have an antique singer and then I've got an old... I don't... I don't remember what brand it is. Um, a coworker gave it to me, and it's like a much more industrious type of machine. So I can use that one to do like jean, like denim and stuff. Um, and I wanted to make overalls, but I need to hem my friend's pants. <laughs> I've had them for like two years, I think. Uh, and I, I think I did, like, one pant leg, I hemmed one pant leg, and then I cut the other one, and I haven't hemmed it yet, and it's been sitting there, and my sewing machine got buried, so I wasn't able to do anything, so, like, that's the first thing that needs to be done when I unearth my sewing machines, and hopefully they still work, because, um, the other one is like a plastic one that came with the table uh, that my husband got for me um, and it's kind of sad that I got that table because the the lady sold it uh, her grandmother used it and she taught her mom and her and her sisters how to sew on this machine and she like gave it up so that's kind of sad, but, you know, hopefully, um, I can keep it in decent order, um, but yeah, that's, that's another thing, like, I do like sewing, so sewing, it's much more fun for me to, like, put the pieces together and have it start to take shape and stuff. I don't like finishing. <laughs> I'm really bad at, at doing the finishing touches and like tucking everything in and stuff. Like to me, all the excitement is like, oh my gosh, it starts to look like a bag now. But, um, like getting, getting it like cleaned up and tucking everything in and, and doing your um, what's it called? I forget, forget what it's called. It's been a long time since I've done any sewing. Um, but, a bias tape. Putting your bias tape everywhere so it's like a nice clean finish and all that stuff. Like, that to me is a chore. But, I do like the finished product. Like, I definitely should make more bags like I made my purse because my purse I like my purse but it, I didn't finish it very well <laughs> and 
So, anyways, um, I don't know how I got on that side tangent. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? So I guess I'm done with like the main topic. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else on my mind on that topic. So uh, one thing I did want to mention um, in the the episode I I think it was the last episode, um, like a good start to to 2023, where I talk about getting the spinning wheel and the rabbits, um, I mentioned at one point that, like, oh, I'm gonna talk about rabbits and something I didn't know and you might not know either, and I never actually said what that was, like, I, I just listened to it while I was at work, and I was like, ah, I never, never talked about that, so, uh, what I was referring to and also I will will talk about what my dad sent me as a message. Um so while my doe was pregnant, um uh, while Mrs. Hopples was pregnant, um it really started like from when she got bred. Um so I was going to put her in with a buck again later in the evening. Um he had several fall offs and, and she was very receptive and so I, I separated them, and I was gonna put her back in with him, um, later that day, but I put him in our, like, holding area that I use for breeding, um, it was gonna be a cage, but I didn't have any wire for the top, so it's just, like, a, a four-side, no, five-sided yeah because it's got all the sides and it's got the bottom on it just doesn't have the top or maybe it doesn't have the, the anyways I think it has the top but not the bottom anyways so I have this thing um I flip it upside down so that like I can access from the top because our buck is in a hutch right now and it's not easily accessible so I don't want to like throw her in there with him and then not be able to grab her if something goes wrong so anyways um so I put him in there and I was taking her out to put her back in and she like made this like funny sound at me and usually rabbits are pretty quiet and my rabbits so far have been like very quiet you know I haven't really heard anything from them and I take that as a good sign like 
a lot of times rabbits make noise out of distress or something and I don't want my rabbits to be distressed. So she kind of like made this like whimpering snort type of thing and so I was like oh what's wrong like you know it wasn't like I'm in pain or anything like that but so I didn't end up putting her back in with him because I figured like she didn't really want to go again and um you know it worked out fine um but that was like the first time I really heard her make any noise and um there's a couple times while she was pregnant that I heard her making kind of like a whimpering sound or something like that and um and after she gave birth she was kind of vocal as well um making like almost like at first it almost sounded like wheezing but it wasn't wheezing um it was like a worried sound like like she you know wasn't sure like and I try not to personify my my animals too much although it does kind of make for better storytelling but um you know I know they don't have the same emotions and stuff that we do necessarily or the same thought process uh maybe the same emotions but um so you know I try not to like lean into that too much but um I don't know to me it sounded like she was worried or something so I asked in one of the rabbit groups and I was like hey um first time having a, a pregnant doe uh first time having a litter and everything and like she's been making sounds and I don't know if this is normal I don't think she's sick doesn't sound like she's sniffling because respiratory stuff can be a big like bad thing with rabbits um you do not want a snivelly rabbit but um it's like I don't think she's wheezing um it's not like sniffling but like to me it sounds like she's worried and she's the first time mama she's not aggressive towards me or anything but I think she's, like, concerned or something, but I'm not sure, like, is this normal? And so I got some answers back, and and people are like, yeah, it's, that's pretty normal. Um, I'll, sometimes they're just letting you know, like, they're not entirely comfortable with, like, you being around or, or something, you know, they're a little bit nervous around their babies, um, but that's, that's pretty normal for pregnant moms, and, um, a couple people were like, yeah, my doe is, like, really aggressive, and she's, like, grunting at me and stuff, but it's only when she's pregnant and has a new litter, um, other people were like, yeah, the does just get a little bit more vocal, and, and they do that, so, so, it's just like another one of those things that you don't hear talked about very much um like um when I breastfeed
spread my rabbits and my buck pulled hair out of my my doe and I was like what the hell like where did this clump of hair come from and um you know so but nobody talks about that and that's that's pretty normal you know some people try to breed that out um but it is pretty normal and they're just they're just trying to get a good grip (laughs) sometimes they get some hair and pull it out so um so yeah you know just like these little things that I'm learning uh while having rabbits kind of for the first time I did have a pet rabbit when I was little but uh that was a fairly short amount of time um the rabbit got out and dug a hole and (laughs) dug her way out uh so I don't even remember what type of rabbit she was I I don't think she was a lop I think she was some other type um think she had upright ears um but I think she was like a decent sized rabbit so she might have been like originally a meat rabbit or something (laughs) I don't know um but yeah she she got out I did not close her hutch properly one night and so she got out to her little run area and she dug a hole and went under the fence and ran away and I never saw her again I think her name was Susie or something (laughs) I don't remember it was a long time ago so I don't really count that um because I don't even remember like you know, cleaning, cleaning stuff up or anything like that. I mean, we had her outside, so cleanup is a little bit easier, but yeah, I don't remember much. Anyways, um, just wanted to (laughs) fill in that gap that I left in that last episode. So... I hope that you guys are staying warm. Um, it's, it's warmer now than it was this morning. (laughs) Um, it's still pretty cold though. So, um, hopefully this, this cold snap and deep freeze will pass. And hopefully it's not so cold tomorrow because I'm supposed to go to the farm and there's little heat in that place. So, alrighty guys, well, I will talk to you next week sometime. Alright, take care, have a good night, bye.